0: NFL week five is in the books talking bills and Packers is back and I didn't text you guys ahead of this week's show but going into it I think you both had a pretty good idea of where we're going to start today I I have a lot of things that i would like to get off my chest
1: a lot of feelings
0: yes but before we do that dvd we're gonna go to you and i just want your overall feelings and take and thoughts on the green bay packers losing 27 22 to the new york giants in london at 9 30 in the morning
1: Well, I was sucking back Caesars. I mean, I don't know if I have a neatly curated monologue, but my big punchline on this is that the Packers forgot how to play football. They forgot that a football game is 60 minutes and that half of it you still have to play. So it's like abysmal second half, like 17 straight points lost for them. Their defense was gassed. That was another big thing. Their defense, I think, they were the workhorse in the first half of the game, but then they were just completely, completely gassed. They had nothing left to give. They didn't get their running backs involved until late in the game. That was a huge one, which goes to all of your comments about Rodgers being selfish with the ball. I'm like, what else oh, did they do? Oh, I got something. It's like, it's going in my head. It was like, oh God, like two passes knocked down. Like, you got to be fucking kidding me. The, the And the Giants at the end of it, they controlled the clock. That was it. Like, perfect. Defense is on
0: the field for eight minutes in the third quarter and you come out and you throw three straight bombs down the field, all three of which go incomplete. And then your defense that is exhausted has to come right back out on the field.
1: I mean, they got to use their, they got to use their running backs. That's it. Like, I don't know what else to say on that. They're secret weapons. They haven't used them. And I think they didn't get involved until what? Overtime, if not the fourth quarter, maybe that's being gracious to them. Like it was just, it was just such a sloppy pay and I'm, I'm happy they actually lost. It's like, No, what I think you need to get knocked off your high horse a little bit and realize that um, you like this. This can't happen anymore. Like you got to use all your weapons and to lose to the Giants. I mean, they're not horrible this year. I think people don't give them enough credit to be honest. But for the most part, the Giants aren't great.
2: (laughs) Well, they're 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 four and one. Oh, they, they
1: are four and one actually now. So I take it back. So they're not horrible this year. But yeah,
0: and Brian Dable... Is the real deal? Like Man, he, I, he is the uh, real deal. I can't
2: right now. That's my boy.
1: See, in my mind, they were still only were. like three and two or something like that. But okay, they're four and one now because the Packers handed them that game.
0: I am highly, highly concerned about the state of the Green Bay Packers. Through five weeks, this has not been a good football team. There are. They have yet to put together a complete 60-minute effort. They've yeah. been a piss-poor second-half team in all five of those games offensively. There's three main things with the Green Bay Packers that I think are an issue and are concerning. The first one, and the biggest one in my opinion, is the defense. Yep. That defense is loaded with first and second-round picks. Loaded. Going into the season... The hype for the Green Bay Packer defense was through the roof, okay? And they haven't – they've been very hit or miss and been very spotty and have been gashed by the opposing team's run game all season long. Last year, they hired Joe Barry as their defensive coordinator. A horrific hire, a guy with a – no track record of being a successful defensive coordinator in the league whatsoever – he got away with it last year because the offense was so good that the defense was never in a position like it was this year, where where it's where it has been this year, where it has to prop the offense up. His schemes make no sense. He's playing zone coverage. although I just keep thinking about how they're gonna play Josh Allen in a few weeks in Buffalo, and like you're just gonna line up on the other side of the ball in, in zone defense against Josh Allen. Let me know how that goes for you. Like this, this Joe Barry schematic is awful. Player defensive players are commenting in the media about how, like, they don't under... Like, uh, yeah, it's the game plan. It's the game plan. It's the game plan. Matt LaFleur let it slip earlier this week that he and Joe Barry had some disagreements after the Patriots game about the defensive philosophy, which I'm sure head coaches and coordinators argue and disagree all the time. But the fact that you're going public with it and, like, basically admitting, like, yeah... We knew the New England Patriots had no quarterback and they were going to run the football, and for whatever reason, our defense didn't make any adjustments. And then once again this week, Saquon Barkley is just allowed to run all over with no defensive adjustments. That's the first thing and the most concerning thing. Number two. I'm i I'm going off here, guys. Cut me off. Keep at going. Of point no. if you need to. I
1: don't know if I can mute your mic. Go off, I'm, I'm just kidding. Go off. Go off.
0: <laughs> Number two, the coaching. This team looks completely disjointed. They're making comments about game plans after the, uh, after the game. Um, the, the second half adjustments is entirely on co- coaching. The offense doesn't adjust at all. Um, Matt LaFleur doesn't know whether he's coming or going. The dude has completely been overruled by Aaron Rodgers When it comes to offensive philosophy and play calling, he, he Aaron Rodgers is the offensive coordinator of the green Bay Packers, not Matt LaFleur. And He just looks bewildered out there. His team's getting away from him. He spent all week sulking about having to go to London and um, the time change and how disruptive it was, so on and so forth. And I think he's really got to pull up his socks and start focusing on having more of a winning culture in that room because it's starting Uh to seep into the players, as I said earlier.
1: Not to mention, though, too, not to cut off your monologue, but this is the first time Green Bay has ever played over an international game or overseas. They have never had to get put through this. Every other team has to do it. Like, you were, this is a classic, like, Aaron Rodgers, I am special move, and you are not special. You are getting paid to get over there. And
0: listen, I'm sure it is super disruptive. I'm sure it is. But, like, going in the media and, like, whining about it, to me it's also the second-half adjustments. It's like, why is your offense brutal? In the second half through all five games this year. Why? Why? I don't understand why. Number three. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Lots of talk about. No one is really talking about the real issue here. And it's what I've said to you guys the last few weeks on this show. This guy will not jeopardize. His statistics, he won't do it. And the way their offense is set up, he's going to have to throw some 50-50 balls to some of these rookie guys like Romeo Dubs or Christian Watson and risk throwing an interception. He won't do it. Like, Randall Cobb has 13 targets. Randall Cobb has 13 targets. He should never have 13 targets. You can see when they snap the ball that he's looking for his two safety blankets, Cobb and Lazard. And if they're not open, he's hardly throwing the ball. Also, they run a lot of RPO plays on offense. Aaron Jones is the best player they have on offense. Aaron Jones is averaging like two, three yards per carry every single time he touches the ball this year. And everyone's like, why is Matt LaFleur constantly calling um passing plays he's not aaron Rodgers is pass constantly calling passing plays yep. and he's checking out to throw to one of his security blankets i'm t- no one is talking about this and this is an issue i've always had with the with the green bay media and the people who have cover this team on a daily business is they they bow before this man it's so obvious when, when you look at a stat line and you see randall friggin cobb has 13 targets Something is very, very wrong, and it's because he will only throw to the guys that he knows are likely going to catch the ball. And listen, that's great that Randall Cobb catches catches the ball, but can Randall Cobb at at this point in his career make an explosive play? Not really. Alan Lazard can, but the other team knows that Lazard's his other safety blanket, and he's double-covered on every single friggin' play. And
1: Cobb was only able to get
2: seven of those 13 targets, too.
1: I was just going to say and if you go back, which is doesn't take a rocket science to do and watch 5 weeks worth of game film now, like it's not hard to figure out what Rodgers is going to do. So now you're just setting up every other team's defense to figure out your plays. Like it, yes. it you're just not just a, you're just not a smart football player at that point. And like you're it, just Tom, not you have Tom to feel for the offensive
2: line too because if you're constantly yes. going backwards instead of running the ball forwards, that's defeating as an offensive lineman.
0: Yeah. Tom Brady the difference between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers is Tom Brady's goal is to win a championship. Tom Brady will go out there and he will throw the ball to a receiver and like a 50-50 ball to a receiver because sometimes that's what you have to do to win the game. And sometimes, how many times throughout his career has Tom Brady made a brutal throw over the middle that's resulted in a pick six or whatever? Hundreds of times. Every has game. Hundreds of Every times. Every game. Every yes. yeah. Aaron Rodgers will not do that because he will not jeopardize his statistics. He will not do it. So this offense, uh, given unless they go out and get another like Odell Beckham Jr. or something like that, it's only going to go so far. It's going to plateau at some point. And the controversy at the end of the game where it's fourth down, they have two yards to get a first down. Okay, yeah. you can see it's an RPO. He has the ball in his hand and he pulls it out of Jones's hands. It's like, give the ball. You have the best one-two punch at running back in the entire league. And like I said earlier, Aaron Jones is the best player in your offense. Why? But it, that doesn't matter to him. He wants to look at his statistics and he wants to look at the game sheet at the end and see his Aaron Rodgers numbers. And that's that's what he wants. And.
1: Well, your statistics hug you at night, Aaron. I don't yeah, think so.
0: Seriously, though. Seriously, though. Like, it's
1: true. Like, He's just, it's just... with his papers, just being like, yes. This
0: yeah. Is great. It's just, it's just like, it's,
1: I think. This so, what team... do you think the Packers do? Do they bow down before Aaron Rodgers and, like you said, just get some more receivers? Or do they just sit him down and be like, I don't know if you can set Aaron Rodgers down and just be like, no, you I, what can't. What the I hell? Think you need man? You're going to have to fix.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, if you're, That's if you're Gudekins.
1: But yeah, if you're good, that's ridiculous. You're, it's the only fix though. Like in my mind, like for Rogers though, as being a baby,
2: 25 targets a game, it's Cooper cup territory yeah. there.
0: If you're good against or Lafleur, you're looking at your team as currently constituted and you know, your quarterback, you know him better than anyone. Like I said, like everyone's going at Matt Lafleur about like what, what plays he's calling. It's like Matt Lafleur is the most neutered head coach in the NFL. He does whatever the hell his back-to-back MVP quarterback tells him to do. And you're seeing – and listen, Aaron Rodgers is great. Aaron Rodgers got Nathaniel Hackett a job in Denver, and <sighs> Nathaniel Hackett is getting exposed right now yeah. for riding the coattails of Aaron Rodgers' greatness. It's true, okay?
1: So do you think LeFleur is going to get fired at the end of the season?
0: No. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't. Because I, that's not the Packer way. Like, it, it, it for them to fire, McCarthy should have been fired like f- three years ago. before he got fired. So, I think if you're, how many years is Rodgers realistically going to play? Like, if, if I'm a gambling man, I'm saying he's going to play the rest of this year and
1: probably next year. I say and then, two and then that's Some it. I, I was going to say yeah. two tops, though. Like, uh, we'll see how he is after next season. So, I think season. the
2: Packers want to see what he's like without a Rodgers quarterback. Definitely not a Jordan Love. Yes, but without a Rodgers quarterback.
1: So I think
0: you look at you look at Aaron Rodgers and you go, he is not going to throw the ball on a regular basis to these rook, rookie wide receivers. He's just not. So we're going to have to go and make a trade to get. A high-end wide receiver, and bring him in here to help with the offense, and get Aaron another guy that he's going to trust throwing the ball to. And that's not Sammy Watkins. You that's have to get Odell oh.
2: You have to get Odell yes. when he comes back. He's yes. on his little college tour right now. He's visiting teams. You, you, you guys have to get Odell. Rogers will throw to him twenty-five times
0: a game. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's like it's like you saw it with like. I just when when I just couldn't. I'm watching that game on Sunday and I'm like he he threw it to Randall Cobb again. Like I'm like what are we doing? Like what are we doing? And it's just it's just so obvious and everyone tiptoes around it and is like, "Oh, well, the offense will like It's confounding. It's conf- the most egregious thing I've ever seen in my life. Was your defense gets shredded for 8 minutes by Saquon Barkley and freaking Daniel Jones. And you come out there after that sequence and you throw three bombs down the field. All three of them are incomplete and your defense that is exhausted has to trot back out on the field again.
1: What are we doing?
0: What is happening?
1: After he came off and almost lost to Zappy. Yeah. Zappy yeah
0: billy zappy oh bailey zappy
2: whatever, whatever. i don't bailey, even know whatever. his first name i'm like yeah. bobby bobby yeah, mac zappy? jones <laughs> is probably sweating it's big
0: mac versus zappy meal yeah, yeah. Zappy. the zappy meal oh that's fantastic i like that. anyways i just I, I i just it's i think there's the two biggest issues where with are the they they're at home next week now. against
1: the jets who just beat the Dolphins? Who just who beat are, I was gonna say who just yeah. beat the Dolphins. Yeah. So the way that, this Packer
0: team played we talked about it last week. They needed overtime to beat the Zappy Meal. Yeah. So it's like anybody can come in here right now. They're only if, if you look at their schedule the rest of the way, the only game that I have circled where it's like that's a surefire win is the Washington Commanders. And outside yeah. of that, outside of that, it's like based on what I've seen through the first five weeks, this team could lose to anybody.
1: Yeah, because they're it's at the just, Jets and then the Bills, or there's one one in between? I think it's the here.
0: Commanders. I think it's
1: commanders the Commanders.
2: That's a get-right yes. game, though. That's concerning to me before the Bills game, because that, that's a get-right yeah. game in the Commanders.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, it's... Anyways, I, I, I went off on an absolute tangent there, but it's just, like, it's so obvious to me what is happening with this team and matt lafleur made a bad hire in joe barry as a defensive coordinator and he got away with it last year because the offense was so explosive but this year when we need a defense that can help pick our offense up joe barry can't do it and, and he's his. you yeah.
2: had it for a bit too you had a defense yeah. start the year like mm-hmm. what what's happened
1: I was pretty pumped. It was around like after week three, it all started to yeah. fall apart. After that well, it's, game,
0: it's like Lafleur like kind of blurted out this week. It's it's he was upset. Like, look no further than the Patriots game when it's like Brian Hoyer and Bailey Zappi are your two quarterbacks. It's like you know what their game plan is going to be. It's going to be to run the football. Why are you lining up in zone coverage every single snap and letting your? It's just and the Packers. So much has been made in the media about not drafting a high-end wide receiver. You know why they haven't drafted a high-end wide receiver? Because for the however long I can remember, they've used their first and second round draft picks on a defensive player. That defense yeah. is loaded with first and second round picks. It should be way, way better than what it is. And when you have that type of high-end talent on your defense and it's performing like it did on Sunday, that's coaching. That's coaching. <sighs>
1: Not to mention I don't even know what their cap room is because part of the reason why I loved Brady is he used to take salary cuts to free up cap room. I don't see Rogers doing that anymore. He did soon. that. Well
0: that's why that's why they that's why their team is constructed the way it is, because Rogers took fifty million and it dug into their cap.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's he is he will not be like, you know what? Let me give this back. <laughs> you could get somebody no, he, else.
0: He doesn't have I think people get I think Roger Rogers deserves 99 of the criticism that he gets but at the end but the guy's a competitor and i and i won't take that away from him but i'm sorry like i've just i've watched him his whole career and it's like he cares so much about his like touchdown to interception ratio like that's something he hangs his hat on so much right and he just he's not going to th- put the ball and he, he, I protect the football I've heard him say that a hundred times he's not going to put the ball in harm's way And when you have a rookie wide receiver like Romeo Dubs who can fly but he's a rookie when you throw the ball to him you're taking a risk and he's just like I don't care I'm not taking those risks I'm not doing it
2: which is sad because that, that's how you win championships yes uh, yeah. sorry like you're not going to win that way like he did he threw no interceptions in the game 222 yards not, not, not
0: nothing great yes I know Anyways, it's just he's been criticized a lot for his intangibles, his tangibles versus his intangibles and like you you see it now like he's not he just doesn't have anytime the going I t- and I told you too he's he's a front runner. Like when it starts to get tough, he he just he wilts. We've seen it time and time again. It's just good lord. <laughs> Anyways, Brian's Buffalo Bills whoop the Steelers' ass. Yeah, and... I was like, is there
1: uh, much to yeah. talk about on that one? Steelers are garbage. The Steelers
2: are probably the worst team in the league. Like, yeah, that was embarrassing. I feel bad for Kenny Pickett. Like, he, he made some decent-looking throws. But, like, Matt Canada, you want to talk about a bad coordinator? That guy is probably the worst coordinator I've ever, I've ever seen Matt scheme a game. Canada. And... Well,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, I, I was
1: listening no, to a No association with Canada. No, he's not Canadian. To... No. Okay, no. perfect. We don't want to claim yeah. claim yeah. this man.
0: He just loves Canada. Um, yeah. I was listening to a pod yesterday that was saying that it's time for the Steelers to embrace the tank.
2: Yeah, I think so. Maybe fire Tomlin. I know that's not the Steelers' way, but like they've had think- since 1969. I read this today. They've had three head coaches in total. Yeah, which yeah. is quite shocking in the post like in the Super Bowl era.
1: I'm pretty sure I said it last year, too, and I'll say it again, but Tomlin, can, I don't think he can control the locker room. Maybe no. now so because he's got some, some rookie people in there, but I don't think he has a – he wants to be your buddy. He doesn't want to be your coach. That being said, day.
2: like, how did he control AB for all those years? Like, that – I do that, think he did. That's probably true. What, that, that, man, that man deserves a medal of him. honor. Yeah, it probably broke know. him to the point he is now, but, like, having yeah. him and uh, Le'Veon Bell, remember that battle they had going oh, on? yeah. Jesus.
0: I just look at – I just look at the Steelers and I think, you know, like the NFL the NFL is an off like look look what's happened to the Dolphins since two is gone. They yeah, lost to the Jets. I know. Yeah. Like right? Like they're not the same team. And it's like if you don't have a guy who can competently play quarterback and maybe Kenny Picky Kenny Picky. Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Kenny Picky. And this start calling. Yeah, Kenny Picky. picky. Yeah. Kenny, Kenny the Picky. Kenny Picky. man. Maybe, the pick the pickster maybe um kenny pickett will be that one day but like right now it's like if your options at quarterback are mitch trubisky and a rookie kenny pickett you're not going to win very many games no i made no
2: difference i think the real problem is their their scheme because it, it seems like they do the same thing every year they run the ball to the middle with no offensive line every they run the receivers straight down the, the sideline nothing really changes so i, I think yeah. there's more of a scheme problem
0: it's also a league like Tomlin's a defensive head coach. And this is a league where if you like most of the teams that are successful, have offensive head coaches. Yeah. And if you're going to be a team that hires a defensive head coach, you might as well. I hope you have like a damn good offensive coordinator to complement yeah. your defensive head coach. Yeah.
2: But let me just touch on rookie receivers for a moment here because, yeah. uh, you know, it's been a talk about understand. the show. Khalil, Khalil Shakri or Shaqiri. That guy was unbelievable, like only three catches, but like his first catch, it looked like he floated through the air to get that ball. It was like three, got three defenders around him. He just pops up out of the middle and just catches it out of the air. It's really nice to see. Gabe Davis had the, um, the Randy Moss stat line, three catches, two touchdowns, 171 yards. Yeah. That's just yep. that opening drive, 98 yard touchdown. Like I feel bad for my neighbors on that. Like that was a really exciting <laughs> moment in the chalk
0: house. Can I can I tell you something, Brian? You just you just commented, uh, K- Khalil. How do you say his name? Is it Shakir? Shakir? Sha- Shakir or Shakir? Yeah. yeah, Shakir. He made some really great catches. Yeah, you know why yeah. he grade. You know why he made those great catches? Because Josh Allen threw him the ball.
2: Yeah, he, he threw to some people I've never even heard of today. So they, yes. it, was, it was nice to see.
1: So Josh, Josh Allen is like, not going to rock his stats to sleep. No, because Josh no,
0: Allen no. doesn't. Josh Allen doesn't go to sleep at it's night like and giggle at his stat line. He yes. can throw yeah. four interceptions
2: and still dominate a game. Like he threw one today, but he takes chances. That's that's why I love Josh Allen. He's just let's just get it, let's get a controller. Sometimes we'll mash those buttons and we'll make it happen.
0: Yes. And, guess, and that's why we all love him. Like, it's just, my God, and guess what? Well, because he has what? nothing
1: to lose. And that's yeah. the, like that's how he we plays. Well, and that's how we it's a lot be. of pressure
2: this year for the Bills. Like, he does have something to prove, at least. And, like, he is showing that it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm here to win. He's a football yeah, player. Yeah,
1: that's the thing. He's here to win. And you it's know, like the- he probably thought, he's like, oh, I'm playing against the Steelers. Like, let's yeah. see how this goes today.
0: Brian, I don't know if I buy that. It's pr- a lot of pressure on the Bills. I don't know if there's a ton of pressure on Josh Allen because I think already through week five, the narrative around the Bills is yep. they rely too much on him. They he they, He's never, if they lose this year, it'll be, he's never had a proper running back yeah. or like proper properly constructed running game. Like imagine this guy, imagine if you guys had like an Aaron Jones or an A.J. Dillon in your offense, like what it would do to- Or a Christian McCaffrey. The bill- or Christian McCaffrey. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. I saw that the yeah. other day and yeah. I was like, holy yep. If that happens, like grant he does have injury issues, but to have him for like, you know, two playoff games, unbelievable. That and we saw be... <laughs> and
0: we saw we saw last night, um, on Monday night football that the Kansas City Chiefs can be had. They ended up coming back and they winning the game flawed. last night. But yep.
2: That so hurt me too. I... I bet them minus eight point five, and that was a disaster.
1: I was in like a weekly suicide pool. It's just like pick the winner, and then for the Monday night game, you had to pick the score. I said the Kansas City Chiefs were going to win like thirty-two to nine. Like yeah. boy, was I! Wrong. Everyone's like, "That's an asshole move against the Raiders." I was like,
2: "Only like, eight and a half points, no problem, Chiefs."
1: Yeah.
0: What
2: a and you were sitting there an idiot. idiot.
0: You were sitting there when uh, the Raiders went up fourteen nothing, and you were like, yeah. "Oh boy." But yeah. even still, I that was, point, like, I so, it's so much like, for
1: the three-field goals I thought yeah. they'd get. I was like yeah. the
2: Chiefs can store, they can score points in 12 seconds. We're all good. Like I'm not I wasn't worried until about the fourth quarter and I was like what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> um
0: since since I uh I banned us from picking a Packers or Bills game in our in our next week preview, let's take a minute and talk about this Sunday's matchup between the buffalo bills and the kansas city chiefs it always seems again. to be at arrowhead which is
2: i don't know why the nfl always does this it's like they they yeah. do favor the chiefs i don't know they they get the yes. right calls when we play them i don't know yeah. it, it, it always feels as a bills fan that you're getting sort of you know you're getting screwed i, I don't want to you know accuse them of that but it seems like it's all favored to casey let's have a game yeah. at uh, orchard park you know
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is going to we'll, be a like, good one. I was looking at the schedule and I was like, "Damn it, I can't pick that game." But and like I know you get, they get it loud fans.
2: Bills mafia is way louder, so I, I, I would just yeah. love are, to hear that.
0: Are we going to get a repeat of around this time last year, where the Bills pumped the Chiefs? And it was it was Sunday Night Football on Canadian Thanksgiving last year, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it was. That's, yeah.
2: That was a great night.
1: I think it's gonna be close. I don't know, Brian. I don't know what you're thinking, but I don't I actually, think they are gonna pump them this year.
0: What I really
2: want, and it, it pains me to say, is I want a tough loss for the Bills because you know what happens after that. They, yeah. They're just gonna go crazy, yeah. especially if it's to the Chiefs. So like I feel like they're they're riding high right now. Thirty eight to three, that's pretty impressive. You you want a team. That's that's great. Let's not let's not assume that's gonna happen all the time. Like, honestly, like, I, I do want to win. You know you know what I mean, though? Yeah. Like, I want them to at least earn that win in, in a desperate way, like, down to the last second. Let's score some points in 12 seconds. Let's do it that way, and we'll win that game.
0: Yeah. Um, before we do um, our week six selections, I wanted to get your guys' take on what's happening with roughing the passer in the league right now. Like, it's very clear that the NFL is, is sensitive after what happened to Tua a few weeks ago, put that but one now, on Brady. Oh my
2: god!
1: Yeah, that was a little ridiculous. And then, Brady's and response one, was classic, though.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't blame I don't him for, for that flex. one. Yeah. I don't, I don't blame him for flex. that. He doesn't. Yeah, and, and I just, I just feel like every year in the NFL, there's always some sort of controversy with like what's happening in the game, and it's clear that like the roughing the passer issue is is the at the focal point now and i feel like the problem is it's kind of like the, the the issue with like is it a catch or is it not a catch like there's so much gray right yeah. and
2: and like it happens in 2 seconds these guys are flying like you have yeah. to play football with a bit of passion you know what i mean like yeah. it's really hard to let up when you're right when as soon as you're making a tackle like
1: you can't no my dad had a hot take he's like there will be a time in the nfl where you won't be able to sack the quarterback like you have to go oh, to yeah, and touch so. them he's like that was his hot take of the evening after that roughing the passer
0: call i hate that
1: there was a I couple a lot, was but a- i think it's i i don't disagree
0: i i don't like it either but it will help prevent games where like could you imagine knock on wood could you imagine you've got bill's chiefs at 425 this sunday and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes both were both injured.
2: Yeah, that would be horrible.
0: Yeah. Or, yeah. or you've got Cowboys, Eagles yeah on Sunday night, and Jalen Hurts is hurt. And uh and then the greatest quarterback of all time, Cooper Rush, is also hurt. That would be a disaster. Yeah. I never right? want to
2: so, I, I never want to see the Cowboys without Cooper Rush again.
0: Yeah, so yeah. it's like it's it's it, it on the one hand, it's like yes. It sucks because football is all about big hits, but at the same time, it's like the quarterbacks are the main draw and, and your interest in watching the product um goes down significantly when the star quarterbacks are not yeah. in there throwing the ball. So if it's invest if, if it's an investment in having the best quarterbacks in the world out there, then I I'll I'll deal with it
1: yeah well i mean that's why brady was able to stay also in the league so long he had such a great line in new england like the guy was never hurt he had like that one shoulder injury one year and he's, i'm he's sure always been it.
0: really good at protecting himself too like yeah. he knows yeah. when the, when the pocket's true, collapsing yeah. and he you can see him like get down and like protect protect himself he's always been so good yeah. at that
2: and he's like deceptively fast in the pocket too which is why yeah. he's, he's so good at that
0: yep yeah. okay friends Let's do week um six game selections. DVD, we will start with you.
1: Oh, I went first last week, but I have I have two. Since you mentioned it, I'm gonna go Cowboys Eagles.
0: Nice. Yeah, I think that's I think that's on all three of our lists. Yeah. All that's, three of our lists. I, and yeah. Prime time. Let's just
1: talk about that and for prime a second. Time. Yeah, and Cooper Rush that's and a the huge Eagles. game. That is it a game. Huge
0: game. game. Yeah. It is a big that's game. A, that's a huge game. That's that's like the the Eagles are are right now a lot of people look at them as the best team in football. I think the bills are the best team in football, but the Eagles have the best record.
1: Yep. And,
0: and you got the Cowboys who have been lights out since Cooper rush took over and it's in their huge divisional rivalry. Like that's, that's That's the thing game.
1: The Cowboys are clicking right now. So I feel like they could be the ones to take the Eagles down.
2: And the Mm -hmm. AFC beast is so back. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Yeah
0: yeah cool. no the the nfc East. oh sorry the nfc, NFC yes yes. The NFC yes yeah oh yeah it's so bad because you're right the giants i don't think the giants are as good as the cowboys or the eagles but they're good
1: no they're yeah no. they're a little underrated I and guess. the command
2: the commanders are just a disaster which i love seeing Carson Wentz in that situation oh Oh yeah oh yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: So what's
0: your second game dvd
1: probably one that brian's gonna pick so i'm gonna leave it to brian to go next
2: okay. Oh, okay i was going with the the ravens and giants Oh, I was yes. going to go
1: Saints, bangles Okay, nice. Ravens uh, and Giants are good.
2: I want to see what the Giants, if they can continue this crazy streak they're yeah. on. I want to see more Wildcat. Like I, I just love these like college type plays that Dable's been running. You got to do what you got to do with with what you got. But I, yeah. I, I think Saquon got banged up at the end of that last game, so hopefully he can play because it's been exciting watching him this year. It's, it's nice to see Saquon like back in this type of form. Yeah,
0: no, I, I mean, you guys. You guys took all the good ones. I mean, I could look at I could look at Vikings and Dolphins maybe, but with no Tua, not quite. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna t- put a different spin on this. A lot of people look at last Thursday's game between the Colts as the Bronco Colts and the Broncos as the worst football game in the history of the league. I think the Bears and Commanders oh. this week oh. on Thursday Night Football <laughs> has a chance to challenge that game as the worst football game so in the history painful. of the league it's gonna be the, the lowest so amount of passes
2: painful. ever in a football
0: game did you see ron rivera just run the carson Wentz over with the oh, bus yeah. yesterday he straight up
2: said our quarterback is the problem
0: <laughs> yes yes like that that those words exited his mouth which is imagine being carson wentz hearing
2: that you're like god damn it
1: <laughs> right but then going to like the locker room like the next day and it's like heck hey carson what's up
2: yeah what's up bro yeah yeah Yeah, sorry
1: about what i said it's the heat of the moment
2: and like justin fields has just been a disaster
0: oh the yeah
2: the bears
0: yeah Yeah, but
1: the bears like
0: they're a weird team man like i don't think they're a very good team but they and and justin fields has no idea what he's doing but he has moments yeah and and like they the vikings like like went up like by like two three scores on sunday and then the bears came storming right back and the vikings had to yeah. hold on and, and like, like i
2: saw some throws that i was like can you like where is that throw in the first quarter like his throws are sporadic and all of a sudden a dime and you're like yeah
0: wh- where did this where did that come from yeah, yeah. it's a, honestly when you look at it like I, I thought this past sunday was it was pretty marginal in terms of game quality like there weren't like, the two four, 4 o'clock games of the Eagles and Cardinals and the Cowboys and Rams was good, and then the Sunday night and Monday night games were good. But, like, some of the 1 o'clock games just, just weren't doing it for me. But when you, you look at this week, it's like you've got Chiefs and Bills at 425 followed by Cowboys and Eagles at 830. That's, yeah. pretty, that's pretty damn good. Like, I just
2: can't believe Bills and Chiefs is not prime time. That's a but, little shocking to
0: me. Brian, I've always maintained that – I I'm a huge fan of the 425 slot. That's no, the David, best slot of the
1: day. That's a good, the, the that's a good tailgating slot too. Yes, of, yes
2: it is. of yeah. the gambling day. But you would think the NFL would want this game prime. I know the the Cowboys are the Cowboys, they have all of America, blah blah blah. This is like the biggest game of of the weekend.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if cuz I know CBS has like first rights to AFC games. So I wouldn't be surprised like Nance and Romo will for sure be doing that game. Oh yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, if CBS looked at that on the schedule and was like, that's a four twenty five for us.
2: Yeah. Oh, no doubt. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. All right, my friends, uh, we will, we will soldier on to week six and we'll see what it has in store for us. Um, I'm excited. I really hope. I'm excited. Yeah, I really hope I'm in a better mood Optimistic. when we jump on here next week. I, I, I think
2: you will be.
1: I'm the, optimistic. The I'm cautious, are, cautiously optimistic.
2: The Jets are riding too high right now. We we can't have that in the AFCs, man. Br- bring him down, please.
0: Yeah, I I I hope so. But also, like the Jets are coached by Robert Sala, and who's the Jets' offensive coordinator? Mike LaFleur, yeah. brother of Matt. Yeah. Like Robert Sala, at, at defensively, has always had Matt LaFleur's number. So it's I don't know i don't know i'm i'm rooting for you guys good. i'm
2: rooting for yeah. you guys
1: likewise brian godspeed with that one
0: godspeed brian thank your, you very your, much your matchup on on sunday is way more interesting than ours yeah 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 i'm, Thanks, gonna, everybody. I'm gonna
2: blindly for... bet the bills
0: sorry about that i said it. oh but no that. problem I'm just doing my usual. <laughs> Friends, like, i just kind to get this last thing and brian's yeah. like listen rob cool it on the outro for a second yeah. i'm finally betting the bills there you go yes. Thanks, everybody, for checking us out. If you like what you see, hit that like and subscribe button below. Spread the word. Tell your friends. We really appreciate it. If you're listening to the audio version, leave a comment, leave a five-star review, and we'll see you guys next week. Hi, I'm Emily Roger. And I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vail. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world,